Welcome to the Random Tea Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 7, The Totally Excellent Adventures of Mac and the D. Which you absolutely hated. I kind of did. I wanted to like it. No, you didn't. I Don't did. lie. Don't lie. No, you I did, did not. Because there are some terrible good things about the 80s. Everything is terrible but about like, the 80s. That did not... And we were we were just talking about it just now because we rewatched it together. Um, whereas Stranger Things scratches my 80s nostalgia itch, this did not. You cannot be nostalgic about anything you don't remember. No, but like it was, uh-huh. in, the, it uh-huh. was in the air. Uh-huh. I, you know, get references and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can. No. Like, okay, I, I didn't see Back <laughs> to the Future in the theaters, but like it was very much a part of my childhood, so... Okay. Still not buying it. <laughs> Fine. It was terrible. But like I I my my whole thing is okay. It was what? cheesy and over the top. But so and was you the film like noir it. episode. So was the one in the desert that was kind of like a bad yeah, 50s okay, monster movie. Okay. But the 80s were cheesy and over the top before it becomes cheesy and over the top. Okay. So exponentially. It was just too much. It, it was, was cheesy and over the top. <laughs> too much. So. But yeah. Like, plus, I felt a lot of it was, I wanted more substance. There was very little story, I think. I don't know. And I did I did not enjoy the, oh yeah, Max totally, you know, an unhealthy beer guzzling, you know, with a quarantine beard. Because that's what it looks like to me. Because that's what everything looks like now. Because quarantine. <laughs> um, I just. Eh. So what did you think? It was okay. It was cute. It was, yeah. It it touched a lot of buttons. Um, I mean, I respect and... all the callbacks. Like those were lovingly done in a terrible way. <laughs> but like you said, the eighties were pretty terrible on their the own. The eighties were pretty terrible on their own. But I had a lot of fun with it. I liked. Even the disco lights, which were a carryover from the 70s. Yeah. Um, because this is just 80, we're like 82 to 83. Yeah, yeah. So we're still early 80s. Yeah. Which disco was still a little around. Yeah, those people that couldn't quite let it go. Let go of it. I mean, today we can't let go of, yeah. well, anything. So. Yeah. So I, I thought it was fun. But that's where it ends. It had some mild plot to it, but this was a filler episode. It didn't really scratch my itch. I, I think I think part of me was like, okay, this should be more about the greater story and everything. And I know we're, we're coming up, like, we're past the halfway point. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm getting a little itchy now. They needed a, a, a filler episode, apparently. Yeah. And... While we were watching it, I looked up Marissa and Jed's birth dates. Yeah. They are only a couple of years, two or three years younger than me. Okay. So they would have remembered the 80s as well. Yep. So this was a boner episode for them. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine because like I said before, if we had that kind of power. Yes. We would totally make some kind of boner episode. Yeah. They had probably had so much fun with this. Um, and it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was. Like, it was over-the-top ridiculousness. But, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. Did it serve to further the plot? Not a whole lot, no. Not really, no. All it did was explain... It gave us Sybil coming back, though. And the time stream being a thing. And it 
like a tangible a physical thing. thing. And Coulson coming back, it gave us something tangible. I still don't know how an explosion puts you in a hard drive, but sure. Because he already no, the explosion didn't put him on a hard drive. They had a hard drive already. How do you think they created him the first time? Oh, so, okay, so, okay, question for you. Do you think this Coulson that's fucking Max Headroom um, has the memories of the 50s and everything? Or if he is he I just think, a clean of where they booted him up from the 30s? Like, how far back does his backup go? I would think that he would back up, like, every night or something. I would think I so. mean, any good. That's good. Any good computer, Data recovery, yeah. yeah. right? You back up overnight yeah. every night. yeah. So I would have to assume that that Colson has all the memories, whereas, say... maybe the last day. Except maybe the backup that's on the Zephyr would not have included the new stuff. Right, which is why they had to go retrieve that. So, in the explosion, his hard drive could have still existed. Okay. Even though his part of his body exploded. I just thought, I, I was like, are think they... Of, think of it as, like, the black box on a plane. Yeah, I was just like, are they trying to tell me, the ex- like, he, through the mechanism of the explosion, was able to boop over here on a hard drive because that's kind of what they Sybil went, did too i bet they went and found it well we've talked about Sybil, yeah and i i have been under the my theory with Sybil is that she's never been a physical representation that she has always been digital that she's matrixy and i thought they pl- i was thinking it up until now because now that make that makes a whole lot more sense because remember colson put his little hands in the thing and he goes to talk to Sybil. right and I, that was not a physical representation that was a no, digital representation of but colson. i thought that was a substitute for them both being like light years apart or whatever like i thought she was on a chronicom ship somewhere safe I always th- i've always thought mm. I don't know. It's like I said, it's a theory. Yeah. Well, and they're all computers, so I suppose that could exactly. be exactly. You could being a computer yeah. presence. You could, could kind of do, do that with whatever any of them. the fuck you That's wanted. True. So. So yeah. But, um. Yeah, I always considered that scene between Coulson and Sybil to be yeah, because he Matrix. has to he has to plug in to mm-hmm. be able to, and we see him physically. Yeah. So I I don't I never thought Sybil place. was a physical okay. being to begin with. Okay. I was thinking only the interface between the two was fake. Oh, I say fake Matrix. Digital. Yeah, digital. But th- that makes more sense that she's completely non-corporeal. Of course, now she is because she's got a weird robot body, but... No, they destroyed it. She could. She's contr- talking to... Yeah, she's, she's baby got her boy. own... Yep. She's talking to baby boy at the end of this episode as yep. her own mech's headroom yeah. creation. Without the terrible background. I think the background is what gave me visceral, like, no! <laughs> The Max Headroom Coulson. Yes. That was probably one of my favorites. Wasn't so. he glitchy, though? Wasn't he, like, really, like... Um... Oh, no. They, Coulson glitched. Okay. Did you not... No, but I remember... Wasn't Max Headroom, like, really pronounced? Like, very glitchy? Oh, yeah. Glitchy? That was okay. one of his... That was one thing, of his thing, thing, signature... Thing, you know, yeah. That's one of his signature things. But, yeah, Coulson glitched a few times. Yeah. But it was it was a lot more subtle. It was much more subtle. Yeah. So. Because Deke is Gosh. better than that. That is a true statement. That is very true. I will defend Deke to the death. I don't Deke's a good care. boy. Deke Deke's a, a good, good boy. boy. All right. So you ready to <clears throat> oh, do we a pre back for this? Cause I don't think so. Okay. We're, I know we're recording a week late and sorry for that, but life was uh, being a bitch head. So, you, you know, got, Lola got lots of love. Yes. And she is doing much better. She's doing much better. She is. She's already over my extra attention. She's tired. Stubborn. Yeah. Um, so we're ready to get into yep, it. Yeah, do it. All right. So this is directed by Jesse Bochco, who has done several Shield episodes, and written by Brent Fletcher, who has also 
done so. I kind episodes. of expected either Marissa or Jet to have written this. Though. I kind of did too, but like I feel like more so. It was a little out of touch, though. More so, so Marissa than Jed because she's the sh- she's considered the showrunner. Yeah. So her fingerprints are on everything. Sure. So, you know, um. So yeah, we we go back to the end of the last episode with Mac riding off, or, or actually we start with. Uh, Deke sitting down with May. and So you, that's when you immediately knew everything was going to be fine. Yeah, because it's like, okay. Um, but even the interrogation, the debriefing of Deke is also an 80s thing. Oh, yeah. Thing, so. And it's, you know, uh, tell me what happened. You're never going to believe me. It's Hawaii five o kind of. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, buddy. Um, and so, there, this had flavors of Oh, A-team. this was so A-team. Um, and so this is when we see, um, you know, uh, him riding off and we see that the you know they they travel out with without the two of them and and mac kind of comes out of his funk um as soon as the quinn or as soon as the zephyr has blipped out and um just kind of like oh wait what and it's like yeah I, deke was screaming at you buddy yeah also i questioned the inclusion of him having to ride away in a motorcycle only to go like 500 feet from the zephyr okay but but that's, I mean, I can see that, that he got on the motorcycle in a fit of, got to get away, fit of emotion. Yeah. And he realizes at once he crosses the threshold that maybe he kind of gets a hold of his senses. So he doesn't go too far. He knows. Cause he's still, that he doesn't need to go yeah. really far. And so uh, also it gave him the opportunity to be a drama baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Um, like you do. So we get the weird, like, DOS prompt uh, title card, which gave me visceral flashbacks. Yes. Um, yeah. See, kids, back in the day, we used to have to type out what we wanted our computer to do. And if you didn't spell the word right or get the command right, shit did not happen. There was no going back. You had to back. Spe- there was no just, like, on your phone where you can... Just move your cursor yeah. over. No, you yep. had to back. If you screwed up 15 characters back, ago, back 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 back, 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 back. You had to start all fucking over. Yep. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, so we, we go to this, uh, what looks like an electronics repair shop and we see it's a radio shack. It's, it's a non-branded radio it's shack. It's a radio shack. And so he, um, it's this guy named Russell and he is, uh, he has this computer brought in, which, yeah, the size of it. I loved the, like, the half a slab of just had processing one. unit just slammed down on the counter. And I was like, yeah. Had one of those, yep. Um, Monitor sat right on top. And his name was Chip? Chip. Yeah. Of course and it was so he, Chip. He brings it in and he said, he mentions a power surge and says it's been, it's been weird since. So Russell goes to start to repair it. And um, he gets this weird printout with a bunch of shit on it, which as somebody who has been involved with computers since they had that, uh, that, that bar paper brought it back to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, no, that the shit dot- like that would print out as like your test page. So the, like the, eh. the dot matrix the printer. Dot matrix printer. Um, when you had to tear the, the sides mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And they're folded. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, and um and so uh, he gets a weird a weird printer page, and then he gets this message on his computer. Okay, yeah, the the alien language thing gave me flashbacks of Colton's 
Colson, yes. Doing Thank that you. Thing. Immediately, I was like, I knew it wasn't some, it, but I, I was like, that's is that some Cree bullshit? I knew it wasn't because it wasn't the zeros and the circles and lines, but it felt like but if that had to be I translated was like, into, don't. yeah, I that was my same visceral reaction was just like, no, visceral. everything was just no. This entire episode was no. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. So he he gets the question on the screen. Will you help me? Yes or no. Do you um, like me? And yes yeah, or no? I know. And it was like that. I played computer games where it was like yes or no, and you had to type like which oh, way yeah. you were walking, and like mm-hmm. yeah, turn, um, turn east. And exactly. what do you do? Turn east. Now and um, do? so he says yes, and when he agrees, um, this I think that was a bit advanced for a dot matrix printer. But if I suppose if anybody yeah, could coax chron- it out of there, it'd be Sybil. It's gonna be a chronicom. So it was Sybil's face. Asks, Who are you? Yeah, and or so something. she tells him, yeah. and it's like. He's like, it's a female. Um, and so, yeah. Um, so we go back to, uh, this is where we see Deke and Mac. And Mac, um, Deke tries to reach out to him and be like, listen, buddy, I know where you're coming from. I lost my parents, too. Um, he I'm tries here for you. again and again and again. And um, Mac lashes out at him and blames him for killing Malik. Um, Daddy Malik, mm-hmm. and um, he's you know he's just very angry, and um, he rides off and, and the leaves whole, Deke by himself and with the no whole, means of transportation. The whole time, Mac is like personally attacking yes Deke over and over, yep. and, and Deke Deke's just takes constantly it. takes every bit of it. He's like, "I'm here for you. I'm here to help you." Yeah. And it just breaks my heart that Deke is trying everything he can to help Mac, regardless of how much um, Mac is lashing out at him. Yeah. And harshly. And a lot of it's, I mean, it's it's not, a lot of it's it's not in Mac's usual character either. No, it's very jarring to lash out like that, but just. Baby Deke. I know. He deserved none of that. Um, so we see Mac visit his parents' graves. Um, and we, uh, he has this model car and he goes to watch baby Mac and his brother who are now being cared for by their uncle. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't actually go talk to them and we see him drive off. It's like, okay. Um, so we go back to Russell's, uh, you know, bargain basement radio shack. <laughs> And he is. I just want you. Bob would be. I know, right? Very outraged. I know. I know. Right now. Um. And so, uh, well, then no. Bob worked for an actual Radio Shack. That's that was true. a branded Radio Shack. That's true. He was the real deal. That's right. So, like, you know. Um. And so he's created a way to actually talk to Sybil for her to vocalize. Bob deserved better. Uh, Bob yes. deserved much better. Yes. And he flips like two switches, and suddenly she sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, because at first she sounds like. A tinny computer voice. Um, and so he, Then she gets sultry real fast. Yeah. And uh, he mentions that she's given him blueprints and they're so advanced, da-da-da-da. And um, we get the news that he has to build her a body. Dun-dun-dun! <gasps> and it's like, oh, God, he's going to try to fuck a robot, isn't he? Oh, yeah. This is um, this so is this pure, is like... Weird Science. Was that, is, was that the name of the movie? I don't think that was... Is that where they... <sighs> They build the body for the... I think that was Weird Science. Hold on, I'm going to find out. I can't remember if Weird Science was, like... Because there were two. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, of course, there was Mannequin, which was a whole different thing. God, Mannequin was Weird terrible. science. Okay, there you go. Wasn't With, that baby um, Robert Downey Jr.? Michael Anthony Hall. Okay. And... What's the one with Robert Michael Downey Smith. Jr. I'm thinking about? It's Michael, uh, Elon Mike and Michael Smith. Okay. Bill Paxton was also in it. Jesus. Oh, to tie it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we go back to Mac, who is in a house somehow. No visible means of support. You think it's probably Deke I paying think for Deke everything. is paying for his, paying his rent. That's um, my Although story. Deke has to say he's fi- he found him. So I don't know that he would be able to pay his rent without knowing where he lives. Were you thinking pickup artist? No. Okay. It was some kind of weird. He was in weird. He was in weird science. Okay. Okay. But he was not one of the two main characters. Okay, but he was two boys. But he was in it. Yes. All right. Um, Sorry. So, uh, Deke comes in. He, um, they try to make it out like um, Mac has let himself go. Um, when clearly he has the same giant Dorito-shaped body that he normally has. Um, it was just like, oh, that's cute. You could suspend zero belief None. watching this episode. None. They even tried. Like, they, they, I will say, like, they tried. They angled him in such a way that made, and if he puffed his, his you know, his very I'm sure they flat stuffed, stomach they stuffed out. some stuff yeah. up under his shirt it was to like, make him aww. look a little. Because apparently all he does is build model cars and drink beer. Um, but Deke finds him and he says, what a bitch it is to try to find somebody without the internet. He's hired some shady guy. Um, cricket. Cricket. Oh, God. Rest in peace, Cricket. Um, and so uh, served better. he even brings a ball over like, oh, God, that that kickball, that uh kickball ball the red yes. oh wow oh i could that smell was, it that was a dodgeball ball yeah because that was a big one the kickball ones were a little smaller i think it was the same ball I don't know. my school they were the same balls I don't know. there was there was one you could actually like palm with little maybe tiny in your school baby my school had the same balls for kickball and dodgeball that thing was a behemoth yes it was um i could smell that thing through. I know that was that's yes. how smell vision works. I could smell yes. that ball. I could smell it. The rubber. Yep, yep. And um, it always smells like rubber, no matter how, no old, matter it how was. old it was. No. Nope. Um, and so Mac throws it out the out the door, and Deke is immediately like, "Oh, buddy, you threw it!" And then he kicks him out of the house. And I was just like, "He didn't kick him out. Well, he just yeah, closed the door. It was mean." It was mean. Um, and then we see Mac drinking more, watching TV. He's uh growing a beard to show us the passage of time sure i mean yeah um and whatever tries to come at new year's new year's brings him groceries um and then eventually he comes back he sees the groceries were just completely ignored um and he leaves you gross yeah and he leaves a note um on the back of a flyer saying that it's urgent it's urgent it's just like okay my poor baby um so we go back to russell who um I'm taking this to be maybe around Valentine's Day to show that time has passed um, from when the groceries. That's I mean, you're making my stomach turn, but okay. Yeah. He brings Sybil flowers because he's built her a robot body. And um, she uh, she's like, um, thank you. That's a human gesture. Da, 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 and it's just like gross. Which I appreciate. Yes. Um, and so Mac shows up to the bar fucking Swayze's. I know. I was like, Roadhouse wasn't even out yet. I don't even care. And so, um, at some point, I just stopped caring and went along for the ride. And clearly, Mac did not anticipate that the band from the Flyer was Deke's band. Or no, he did. He, he, he should have known. He said he might. He he said he uh, 
calls himself the D. And so she's like, dude, everybody's here to see him. And we see them about and play. Don't you forget about me. With jacked up lyrics. Yes. Referencing Daisy. Referencing Daisy. And so your theory, you said maybe he couldn't remember the lyrics. Yeah, because he doesn't have the internet at this point. No. And my theory is copyright. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I still think, I don't think they could have played that song, that, that much of it, without paying a copyright. Possibly. But I'm not sure how that shit works. No, me either. Um, so immediately Max's like, oh, fuck, I need a drink. Um, oh, but I wonder if, like, it was a negotiation for the copyrights. Well, you can have the song, but only part of it. And I don't, I don't Who know. Knows? I'm making shit up. Um, and so we get a little bit of a scene where May's like, no, no, this is not. <laughs> this is bullshit. And you know what this reminded me of? Hmm. Princess Bride. A little bit where the where the grandson's like wait Although, a minute princess bride was not the 80 yeah like 86 i think princess bride that old yeah um and so <laughs> may's like i think this is bullshit and so we uh, Deke's like no, no 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 and so we go back to the bar and um 87 oh there we go so we actually and like i was actually kind of pleasantly surprised with the way he sang this doesn't seem like it's that old he uh oh yeah like he did like the actor did a good job with the song i think if he was the one actually doing the singing sounded like it would have been him but then again they could you know um so uh this is when mac uh you know deke sees him finally after the show and brings him in for a hug then complete the journey complete the journey um and mac is just like you're pulling the same bullshit again. This is from the Breakfast Club. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Breakfast Club doesn't exist yet. It's mine. And he basically says, you're up to your the same bullshit, stealing stuff, pretending you, you know, you're the one that came up with it. And Deke's like, no, 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 no. The band is a cover. And it's like, which I will say, on a side note, you had watched this and I hadn't. Because I didn't have the spoons to watch it for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and. I said something like, oh, God, is Deacon a band? Because I thought I saw that in the previews. And you Mm said, he's in a cover band. And I was like, oh, God, what kind of cover band? And you were like, he's in a cover band. It's a cover. He he is. Band. He is. He's just the only one that knows their covers. Um, (laughs) Not well. Till later. But it's a band that's a cover. And they play covers. It's like coverception. But not technically. They're not covers, though, not if then. they haven't been created yet. Oh, God, my brain hurts. Time makes my brain hurt. I love it. Um, and so, God, this is literally a cover for the A-team. Oh, yeah. And we meet. Absolutely. We meet the team. <laughs> so we meet um, Joan Jett slash Pat Benatar. Yes. Uh, we meet every Russian covert yes. chick from every 80s so movie 80s, ever. Like the mysterious Eastern Bloc badass woman who's um, usually blonde mm-hmm. and then the chain gang you mean the uh Koenig brother wannabes yes 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 and, and max like i'm sorry what and he's like no like we're shield agents and they need you know he wants mac to be their director because because max the director Deke recognized that he couldn't do it and max like this is insane and he's like come back to hq and max like oh you didn't he did it's the he lighthouse did. He did. 
Um, and so, um, this is when, cause, cause their whole thing is, why did they jump again when the chronicoms were destroyed? There was no need for the Zephyr to continue jumping if the chronicoms were gone. Right. So Max kind of confused at that and Deke kind of shuts him up and makes him, you know, go into it at the, at the HQ where it's yes. safe. And so it's the lighthouse with a fucking disco ball and some neon signs. <laughs> um, and Max upset that the, like that lighthouse is even being used. And um, oh, yeah. this is when we find out that Coulson's cool with it. And Coulson is a literal In talking fact, head. Yeah, he is um, yeah. Max Headroom. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Which I think with, what Deke, around, with what Deke had to work with. Yeah. I mean, he's not his Nana. He's but not he Nana. thought, but he was forward thinking enough to f- find and to realize he needed a Colson. Well, he probably it was probably one of the first things he did if you can imagine Deke standing here and Max driven off on him. Yeah. So what's Deke's first thought? Who else does he know in this world which is nobody except possibly Colson who's exploded, yeah. but one of his hard drive slash black box yeah. is st- so Deke was smart enough to go find it. To go find Colson and then yeah. him and Colson create This wasn't just Deke. This was Deke yeah. and Colson. Yeah. And um so Colson explains that Sybil got away and has been going through the phone lines the because there weren't really data lines um data lines are phone lines that's true you can carry you, yeah. well remember um dial up yeah because that was a hard wire oh, yeah dial up was on the phone lines so it works but that's how there were he mentions that there were power surges um and so now we know sybil slipped into that machine on a, on a power surge that was brought to russell um and so uh he Mac finds more. Uh, they've kept some of these printer sheets with the mysterious markings. Um, and Colson says that he thinks that Sybil is building new hunters, which sounds super fun um, for them. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, sure. I mean, this is it's funny though because this is the equivalent of like NASA being given an erector set and go, okay, go build a a, a, a rocket. <laughs> Because she's using these really primitive parts compared to what the Chronicoms were. True. But she comes up with something that's functional. Yes, she did. Proud of her. Um, so... So she came up with, a uh, number five is alive. God. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. They were even numbered. They were numbered. They were very numbered. Um, so we go back to Russell and he, um... Oh, he finds out Sybil's been cheating on him by building another robot. <laughs> He's like, no, you can't leave me. And she's like, cool. Yeah, you know too much. So, and then we find out that the robots now have uh, serrated saws. Um, and of course they do. And he is, he is murdered a lot with, and I, we think that this was probably the most blood that we saw. Or no, that's a later scene. We don't yeah, usually was, see any of this kind of blood. In, oh, what did in you this call it? Uh, 80s slasher. slasher. Yeah. 80s slasher. So yeah. this is where we get our homage to the 80s slasher. Yeah. Um, and, um. So, yeah. So, we go back to Mac and Coulson, and they kind of catch each other up, which Max is easy. It's been, hi, I've been sitting on a chair drinking beer and building model cars that I'm too afraid to give to my past self. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel guilt over my parents' murders. Um, you yeah, know. that were murdered, that they were, even though they were already dead. Yeah, because it, cause it, we did get confirmation they were killed in 76. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 
Yeah. Wait, that that was... No, yeah, but yeah. that's when the bodies, the actual humans were murdered. Because I kind of thought they would have been killed sooner and replaced by the Chronicoms. No, the Chronicoms were... Yeah, they were. But they... Apparently it wasn't years, though. Could have been... Okay, so what was buried could very possibly... Was 1976, was the bicentennial. That was the that's same year true. he threw his parents out the, the plane. We don't know so how long... So it could be Chronicoms buried as that his That could be because his parents would have... That's yeah. when they, quote-unquote, disappeared. Yeah, you're right. So, 76? It, she All she had to do was dig up Matt's parents and just fix those. But I mean, whatever, yeah. it's fine. Um, and so, uh, Coulson tries to tell Mac that, like, he shouldn't be by himself. Because, again, Coulson, no matter what the iteration, is all about the team. Um and uh, Deke comes in, and he he wants to he wants to prove to Mac that he's built a real team, mm-hmm. and he has done something called the Gauntlet, and he wants Matt to see Mac to see them go through it. And it's like, all right, buddy, it's a it's a paintball course, and um, it's kind of cheesy, and they run through it, and it does not go well because Olga uses live ammo. Cricket's confused; he doesn't even know why anybody's there. Um, because Cricket's not really a part of the team. No, Cricket, they just, just need because he's just... And he uh, has the stable job. He sells Coke, although Coke. he never sees him drink it. Which, another, Coke was the drug of choice of the Coke, 80s for oh a lot of people. God, it was... Everywhere. It was the blue-collar drug of choice, because it kept everybody going. Just, yeah. White-collar? That's what I said. Okay. All the and probably blue collar. Probably the green and pink collars, too. It was the 80s. That is true. Um, so, yeah. So, we also find out that Deke has built a shotgun axe. And it's it's top of the line. It's And Mac wants none of it. And he, he insults the team. Because Mac is not ready to be back in that mindset. No. He insults the team loudly enough for the mm. team to hear it. That hurt a lot. Deke got pissed. Yeah. Um, so this is when we go see the robots who are now, uh, finding a way into the lighthouse via the sewers. Um, and then we go to Cricket and his girlfriend with her hair made my brain hurt. Cause like you said, it's the high side, the pony. high side ponytail and the big old earrings. Yep. And- so yeah. Um, and then of course they hear noise and they look and then it's murder robot and Cricket gets him a murdered and where did those drumsticks... That's where the blood... Where did those drumsticks come from? I don't know. We don't know what he might have been holding them in. They're probably in his pants. I mean, let's be real. Okay. He is a drummer. They just probably had... stuffed down his pants. Eh, um, and then, like, yeah, later she's murdered. And there's this is, so... This is the, the amount of blood that was So more, much blood. More blood than has ever been on S.H.I.E.L.D. In the last seven seasons... Yes. ...of this show. And I was like, all right... Um, and so she, of course, and she does the, the scream, the scream while being sprayed with her boyfriend's blood, which yeah. is total trope. Oh yeah. That's very Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Very, um, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, me, so me, we go, me. we go back to Mac who gets confronted by Roxy for being an asshole. Go Roxy. I know she Roxy, called his name, ass the name, out. The name. Yeah. I know that was, God. Um, that reminded me of the misfits on Jim. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Eh. Um, and get through a podcast without me singing. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
And so she basically calls his ass out and she's like, Deke talks about you all the time. What a great leader you are, how much mm-hmm. they need him. And she said, he looks up on your kid too. And he's like, my what now? And he's like, she, he looks just like you. He's been looking Scott, after baby name. Mac. He's got your name. And, um, you know, she, uh, she just, she gives it to him. And I was really proud of her for this. And, um, of course they're interrupted by another murder robot and, like uh, you do. they're able to get away though, because they don't, move terribly fast um i got i got shades of daleks from this as well i didn't but i never been a doctor who yeah fan um so deke is trying to cheer the team up and the changs are like no no we don't need him and he's like yeah no we do and they're like cool we'll just focus on the music and he's like i didn't write any of that even Not walk even like, like an egyptian, egyptian? Um, and this is when Cricket's girlfriend runs in and screams, and she's covered in blood. He's been murdered. Um, and Cricket's, it's, what was it he said? Cricket's a innocent, or he's such a great yeah, guy. Yeah, he's such something. an innocent or something. Yeah. It was just like, oh, buddy. Oh, honey. Um, and so uh, this is when we get another murder robot that shows up, and um, they are just kind of standing there letting it approach. Which bothered me, because Deke would never do that. Yeah. And, um, so we go back to Mac and Roxy who fight a robot and, um, Roxy's like, have you seen this before? And he's like, kind of. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so, yeah, it's I love the awkward end to someone's going to pay. And she goes, you mean the robots, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 the robots. I love that awkwardness. Um, it was a tension killer. It was. (laughs) Or a, um. Diffuser. Uh, diffuser. Yeah. And so... Um, Comedy relief. There you go. Thank you. So we go back to to um, Deke almost getting maybe killed, even though they're still pretty far away from the robot, and they throw a chain around him, and it's like, oh, they saved the day. Um, well, you know how Mac feels about robots. Yes. And God, it's like, buddy, are you in the wrong line of work? <laughs> um, and so uh, Roxy says that there's more out there, and... Mac and Deke make up and could sworn you were about to say Mac and Deke make out. No, I, we would have, would not have missed that. Okay. In fact, that would have been our entire recap. I don't know why I, too much fan fiction, <laughs> I guess. I'm sorry. Um, I apologize for putting that in anybody's brain. God, that would have been a weird choice. Some weird choices. Um, so Mac has a plan apparently and we see him gear up and shave his terrible beard that was fake. Um, although he so kept up is, his head, he kept up shaving his head. So this is the, uh, the Rambo reference. Yes. Yes. I mean, sure. Rambo was never my, my I cup never of tea. I never cared for Rambo. I'm not a big Stallone fan though. So me either. It's just like, okay. Um, and so, uh, they go over the plan and this is when Colson wants to be included in the planning circle. <laughs> Cause that was, <laughs> I loved it. Oh, that was, it was great. Um, kind of feeling left out here, guys. It was so cute. And so Colson says that um, he hypothesizes, because their whole thing is, why are they even here? This is an abandoned base. What could they possibly want? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Colson thinks that Sybil is after the time stream, which is a physical device. Which Apparently. I was under the impression that that was in the Matrix with her. Or or with her wherever I thought she was. Well, it could be when she was, when she's, when we see her, she has what is a matrixy representation of a physical object. 
Because yeah. when we see Coulson, Coulson is a digital representation of his physical body. Right. So. But apparently there is a physical time stream thing. Sure. And they apparently know about it and think that that's what she's after. I mean, well, Coulson would know about it because she told him about it. She just told him the time stream was, like, she reads well, time there was streams. Well, there's a lot of inference that here. Is, well, and we don't, we don't know that we saw their whole, whole conversation. So. Eh, whatever. Um, and so this is when uh, a robot with Sybil's voice comes in. And she has laser eyes. Pew, 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 Okay, pew. so that's the whole, the whole robots. I mean, you, you were talking about you got the Dalek thing off of it. Yeah. I got Kit yeah. from Knight Rider a... with the thing. But also kind of like from Battlestar Galactica, the... The old school version? Not sleigh stacks. What are they called? The cyborgs that they had with the eyes I have that no experience this. with that. Wow. Okay. Um, my listeners will know what we're talking about. My listeners, not your listeners. My listeners. <laughs> I see where I stand <laughs> some here. Some of them are mine and some of them are yours. The, <laughs> Do we have joint custody of some others? Some of them, yes. <laughs> we have joint custody of Michael. I'm <laughs> just saying. Um, yeah, Bastar Galactica kind of kit feels. And to then it. The, the laser guns, which everybody, you know, wanted to emulate after Star Wars. Mm. Pew, 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 pew. Um, and so. The Changs um, <laughs> fucking peace out. They're like, nope, lasers, bye. They tapped out. And so um, the rest of the team, they have a plan. And Deke distracts her while they use real dynamite to blow her up. And um, But uh, Deke's hit by a laser, but apparently it's like a stun laser. Sure. Because he's fine later. I mean, why not? And um, he tries to call Mac Mac Daddy, and Mac's like, no, no. we're not doing that. Um, and that was a good choice, Mac. It's a very good choice. Well, Mac goes around calling people nicknames. Why can't yeah. people nickname him? Not Mac Daddy. I put my foot down on that. You don't choose your nicknames. That is true. Um, so we, uh, we do see that this was potentially just a diversion of Sybil's own making because we see like this baby robot that you equated to the little asshole in Transformers. Transformers, yes. I don't know why. Um just did. And it's got the it's got it gets its hand or its robot hand claw thing on the time stream. The claw. The claw. <laughs> um and so our team thinks it saved the day. Yeah. And so like you do. Deke even makes up with the chains for running away. And, um, I knew lasers were your, I knew they were your fear. Your it's fear, fine. It's fine. Um, and so they discuss what's next and, um, uh, Mac tells Deke that there's something they have to take care of and it's baby Mac. <gasps> mm. So they go, they go again, creepily watch children from outside on the street. It wasn't creepy in the eighties. That's true. That, well, that I was, mean, it was, that was just at the beginning of stranger danger. It was being creepy. a thing. In hindsight, yes. it was creepy. Yes. Um, and so uh, we, Mac notices that, oh, the car's nicer than the last time I saw. And Deke's been taking care of, of them. Of course he has. Because of course he has. Um, so they're going to go in. Because you know what? Mac would do it for him. Exactly. So they're going to go in and they're going to explain that, like, he's a friend of Deke's and he's going to give him the model car. <gasps> and I was like, bring two. There's two little boys. I know. Don't make it like, hey, cool, <laughs> little me. Um, so we we go back to uh, the Zephyr team who has just uh, time traveled. And 
May and Yo-Yo are geared up because they apparently have 21 days to retrieve um, our boys lost in time. And it's been, I think, I think Yo-Yo lost mentions it's been 20 months. In space, ace, 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 ace. Um, and so it's been 20 months that they, which, I mean, in the grand scheme of we're time traveling and shit could go real bad real quickly, mm-hmm. 20 months is not terrible. Ask Enoch. Um, <laughs> oh, God, No! <laughs> Enoch's Do like, not ask Enoch. Uh, he won't want to talk about it. Um, and so they go to the they go to the. No, he would. He would he though. Would. He would want to talk a lot about a it. A lot. Um, so Yo Yo and May go to the lighthouse, and they're reunited with our boys, and um, they do explain that like Simmons needs Colson's hard drive. Um, it's their most important asset. Is it though? And mom and dad have a little sassing. Um, okay, and it was great. So- I, I pointed out that mom and dad skipped right across the entire honeymoon phase and straight to old married couple. But I think that's where they started. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, as much as I want to see them suck face, and I do, um, for my own soul's closure sake, um, that stuff is inherently not interesting because it's like every TV couple that will, they won't, they, once also, they get together, it's annoying. Oh, I know. Every TV show, like... It's Booth and uh, Bones. It's Booth and Bones. It's Luke and Lorelai. It's every one of those. Castle and that will they, chick. Who? Castle? With Oh, Castle and um Her. Her. Stonicatic. I don't I don't know her her, her character uh, name, but I know Stonicatic. Yeah. <laughs> um Firefly. Yes. Once they get together, yes. then it's the whole chemistry of the show is just Yeah. Um so yeah, I was I was okay that they they maybe skipped that because you're right. They went straight to sass each Which other. Is how they great. started. Um, and so our. But lovingly. Yes. And so we get that these are like real question mark shield agents now. Yeah. How is that going to affect future? Because shield, shield is actually still a thing at this point in that time stream. So Except like. Except shield is also Hydra. Yes. But so, like, Deke knows that they're actually Hydra, so this is the real shield shield. So I wonder if they go... The shield shield? The shield shield. That's how you know it's the real shield, as we say shield say twice. twice. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering if we go to, say, the 90s um, in the next uh, couple episodes and, like, maybe Deke's team helps them out somehow. Like, if somehow he's laid groundwork or otherwise it's just, you're going to think you're shield, but you're not... <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever want to see these people again. I personally could do without that. You'd be okay with that? I'd be fine with not okay. seeing them again. But I All wonder right. if they'll serve some of a higher purpose. Otherwise, it's just like, hey, peace out. For the greater good. Um, And yeah. So we go to our stinger, which is the baby robot. And it gives the time stream to baby Buck Ma- and Nathaniel Malik. Baby Malik. Um, and so he is talking to... Like you referenced before, now Sybil's her own Max Headroom on mm-hmm. the TV. And um, she tells him that he can predict the future with this thing. And, like, they're going to be a great team. And da-da-da-da. And it's gross. So, yeah. So she's going to kill him, right? Probably. Well, well, I, mean, I will look whole, forward to that. The Chronicoms don't do humans, though. That's the no, whole... That's, yeah, that, that's her whole thing is they want the Earth away from the humans. That's the whole point of them being here yeah and it's the old trope of villains are gonna intrinsically betray one another well sure so yeah it's like cool malik you think you're gonna be on the planet too with the chronicoms you're not 
No. Although, you know, he's inhuman-ish adjacent. Yeah. So. Is he still considered an inhuman if he's been... Oh. Gotten his powers that way? Don't we see him... Do we see him quake? That's next episode. Oh. My bad, (laughs) y'all. So what happens when you record two episodes at once? Sorry. Um... It's not a huge spoiler. But no. Like, we all knew it was coming. And I think we see it in the previews anyway, yeah. so. And, uh, but is he, but that, does that technically quantify him as inhuman? If he's come by it by I would think not because. Illicit means. Because he was not exposed traditionally, like, with because the Terrigen Because inhuman, it's in their and, genetics. Yeah, it's just something, it's just switch that's turned on by the Terrigen. Yes. So I would say no. Okay. And I'm fine with that. He's like a I manufactured don't, mutant. I don't even care. So, yeah. Um, so that's the end of our episode, and it was an episode of television it that was existed. An and I still am to the point where I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Where's Fitz? Oh, I know. This is getting just horrible. I agree. I miss my baby. All right, so real quick, uh, the only thing Kim had to say about this episode was that she loved the Mac and Elena reunion. It was nice. You can't say something nice. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. Because <laughs> uh, so, Kim is not a Deke fan. No. And it was all Deke all the time. Although yeah. I think she likes Mac, though. Yeah. Um, so that was just a little quick something, something from Kim that I wanted to get in there so I wouldn't forget. But if you do want to send us some feedback. You can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. There you go. Is it randomtpodcasts? Yeah, I think there's an S on Okay. Okay. Yeah, because we have multiple podcasts. I'm always surprised that I'm the one doing the Facebook one now because I get confused. There's no Tumblr any. Well, it still exists. We just ignore its existence because Tumblr. It's a wasteland now. It is. Um. I say that fondly. And uh, so and also, you know, if you want to help support us, you can go to our Twitter page or our Facebook page and pinned at the top is a link to our Kofi, um, where you can throw money at us or you can go to our website at randomtpodcast.com. And there's a link on there that says throw money at us. It's this little black thing. Yep, money it at literally us. says that. Literally says that. Uh, and also I wanted to thank you, Michael, for your recent donation. Oh, that's nice. Um, which you didn't get that notification because that goes to my personal email. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he's Hoarding my money. He sent, he sent us a donation. Yeah, that's so. nice. Thank you. That was very nice. So, we appreciate it. Yes, we do. Helps keep the lights on. Literally. <laughs> well, I mean, the light on the thing. The light on the board. Yeah, the light on the soundboard keeps <laughs> that on. <laughs> but without that light, no, nothing else really matters. Exactly. Okay, so, so, uh, so this is from Claire. Okay. This is Canada Claire. Canada Claire. Not my usual essay this week since I'm 90% of, since I'm sure 90% of the 80s references sailed right over my head. I don't know whether I pity you or I'm happy for you. I hail from the 90s, which seems to have been something else entirely. I knew enough to recognize we were landing poor Mac in a terrible 80s robot romp, though. I'm sure he was thrilled. Doesn't he have enough going on emotionally without this nonsense? You're absolutely I think this nonsense uh, distracted him from his emotional weirdness. Actually, while it was narratively thin, the story was such good fun, I gave it more mileage than I probably should have considering I sat on this narrative hands for 40-odd minutes. But it did its charm 
and would-be Daleks who could resist. <laughs> got the Dalek reference. Okay. The Dalek reference I got. Yeah. I got it so completely I was aggrieved that the thingamabob taking the time stream to Malik could navigate the stairs, but no matter. <laughs> Anyway, you and I both would have taken exception if Mac hadn't taken time to do a bit of emotional stock taking, and God alone knows he wasn't going to find time for that while battling face stealing space time navigating Chromacons from a stranded Zephyr. That is true. He would have just shoved that shit way down deep. So, robot romp with Deke, it was. <laughs> Oh, and Deke can sing. Well, Jeff Ward can sing. Yeah. I thought last year's adventure in Lemons had me gobsmacked and without words to adequately express the bonkersness of the plot, but then we went musical. <laughs> Full marks to the cast and crew for deep diving into these eras so completely, though. Never has immersion in narrative been more necessary or such fun, at least over here in Mooseland. Yeah, they, they went for it, and they've gone for it in every era. So it's like... Oh, yeah. Full, yeah. Full, full throttle. Yep. No hold bar. Yep. Finally, I so hoped you were wrong about Nathaniel, and I firmly believe and truly he should at least be in an exoskeleton or something. How was he not a puddle of battered jelly at the end of the last episode? Ah, oh, well. Always next time. Yeah. They're going to kill him at some point, and I'm going to be very happy. It's fine. So, like, I'll get to see him die. Don't worry. I mean, it's fine. Uh, so this is from Travis. Okay. Happy weekend, ladies. Mm. It was interesting to have an episode featuring the two richest characters on the show in terms of Max's extortion of Deke in season six. Okay, okay, I'm a little conflicted on this one. I loved the first half of the episode dealing with Max's depression and depression beard and Deke's loyalty and optimism. The contrast was both heartwarming and hilarious. I think it's safe to say Deke is the MVP of season seven. He kind of is. I loved it so much that the B slasher movie in the second half felt more tacked on to me and not as res resonant. Yeah. It was more standard shield fare and not quite an excellent adventure. <laughs> it was fun and silly, but I was more interested in the style of story they were going for earlier. I wanted to see more consequence of characters taking the long way around. <laughs> Jeff Ward's yeah. performance in the Deke squad was amazing with flubbed lyrics and everything. I think there was even a Don't You Forget About Me, Daisy. It was yep. hysterical. Jeff Ward is a national treasure. Yeah. I love Deke. I know. I love This Deke. is why you should watch it with the subtitles, man. We saw Daisy. Yeah, he did say Daisy. He absolutely did say Daisy. I don't know that the Daisy. line was Don't You Forget About Me, comma, Daisy, but he did, he did put say Daisy Daisy's name some was point. put in there. Yeah. I actually rewound it a couple of times to hear I was like, how jacked uh... up it was. And you think that it was jacked up because he couldn't remember the lyrics. Because uh, I, I think about, like, it's the trope of, I'm going to write Star Wars um, before <laughs> it happens. Like, if I had to sit down and do that with something that I, like, I'm, like, I might be able to do that with Back to the Future. But, like, there are some things where if I try so, to recreate them from my memory, they would be not quite right. So, like, A New Hope, I couldn't do because I refused to watch it. You, refer, you refuse to watch the current version of because it. Because there's no other version to watch. Right, right. You can't watch and, the original And I anymore. cannot watch it because it hurts me on such an emotional level and personal, and it bothers me yeah. so much. I cannot watch my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. And it, it hurts. And please release the original. I think please. they will when he dies. Please, please, please. Because I know when Lucas Disney kicks, is listening to this yeah. podcast, when, right? I think when Lucas kicks the bucket, we'll get the original. Oh, God. Please, 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 yeah. please, please, please. Kathleen would do it. Kathleen, yeah. Kathleen would be dead, yeah. but probably the only way they got Kathleen him to knows what's board. up. That's why I think, yeah, I think it's embargoed. 
Anyway. Anti-who. No, I could not do it because I can't yeah. watch it, so I don't remember. But, like, even a, even a beloved song, unless you have it fully ingrained, and, you know, t- people tend to sing along incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took it as an imperfect memory of a hit song. Is what I thought. Of course, he did add the Daisy part on purpose. So who the hell? Oh knows? well, yeah, he absolutely because in his mind, if he records the song and it's a hit song, because of course it's going to be, and he Daisy hears later, it later. Yeah. Daisy hears it later, then she's going to know that he in the past was thinking about her. Oh God! Listen, buddy. Listen. If the boy, the the not, if you're not boyfriend that you left, you had to leave in the past, mm-hmm. and you heard a modern song that had your name in it, and you knew it was him. Yeah, come no, that, on, that'd be kind of that'd cool. be a cool moment. Yeah. By the way, fun fact: this is the first episode that has not featured any Chloe Bennett. Really, in the history of Agents of Shield. Interesting. So yeah, cool, cool, cool. Because cool. she's all laid up and stuff. Um. So yeah. Any okay. more feedback? Oh, or? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. We we got a lot between these two weeks. Yeah. Well, next week's not so much. But. Okay. Okay. So this is from our favorite Fitzsimmons. Oh. The Sarah and the Shannon. Okay. Hello. Hey. With three exclamation points. Oh. There have been some developments. Oh, God. <laughs> Against our will, Shannon and I have begun shipping Susa and Daisy. I love how I love how sometimes you end up shipping something and you're like, damn it, I didn't want this. I I don't want Susa and Daisy either, but my either. gosh. He, They're laying it out on a platter for us. He's being so... Next episode. Talk about next episode. Okay. Uh, we were not planning on doing the shipping, but then there was the injured, uh, injured snuggling and yep. we are ride or die. Yep. Also, I'm glad that Simmons' whole thing was explained, and it was, mo- and it mostly made sense. This is kind of multiple episodes. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. It feels like they're setting up for us to see Fitz soonish. I know Ian had filming conflicts, and that's why he's not in as much this season. But okay. I'm hoping we see him sooner rather than later. Okay. Now for this week's episode, it was incredible, and I loved it. Deke, Deke trying to be a good friend to Mac. Deke's banned. Deke calling Mac <laughs> Daddy with four <laughs> question marks. <laughs> And somebody screamed when that happened. Cool, cool. I'm assuming this is... It's got to be Sarah doing the typing. Um, <laughs> looking at the email. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I loved all the new S.H.I.E.L.D. agent slash band members. My favorite was Olga because she's very... Yes, yeah, Sarah. Olga would definitely be your type. No. It? Yeah. Yeah. That tracks. I wonder if she visited the Red Room. She... I'm going to headcanon that. Yeah. I'm going to headcanon that just for Sarah. There you go. There you go. Boom. I dropped the mic, but Queenie would yell at me. Yeah. Uh, Take care of those damn things. (laughs) (laughs) I love... Listen, I've kept up with this thing. I know. I'm very proud of you. Just the mic. I'm very proud of you. And that's it. I don't let you have any of the other equipment, but you have your mic. Uh, Sarah says, this episode was probably my favorite of the season so far. I will say, as a 90s baby, I didn't get all the references, but the ones I did get were very good. Well, then the ones you didn't get were terrible. Yeah. Watching Sybil and Coulson's discussion, I kind of thought that maybe she'd turn on the Chronicoms and join the human side, question mark, but clearly she's going to be the big evil from now on. I also apologize if this has been mentioned in a previous episode, but has anyone else noticed that she's Camille from Bones? Yes. I think when she first appeared we said something yes. about that, but yeah. So and I like, should be reminded. I like seeing this actress. I do too. I'm glad to see her yeah. doing something. To close, here's an excellent Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. meme I was sent by a friend I think you will enjoy. Oh God, it's a link. It's a Mimi. Click. I didn't. Oh, God. I'm going in blind. Oh, that's always fun. 
<clears throat> oh god oh, she went on a face journey oh no this is this is involved oh god okay, okay. so this is a, a thing okay yeah, i'll have to show it to you in a minute this okay. is this is a whole thing oh god I, it is a journey i think i'm gonna put it on the in the post oh good yes do that i'm gonna have to add this to the post do it it's, she made me go to tumblr oh god with my eyes <laughs> It's hilarious. Though. I have a feeling it's, my phone would a, be like, no, we're not doing this again. It's, it's Mac and Deke. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Oh, God, yes. So look for the yes, meme in the post. Yes, All I'm right. going to put the meme in the actual post cool. on our website at randomtpodcast.com. There you go. So. All right. Anything All right. else? Oh, no, no, there's more. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, no. There's, there's at least two more. Dang. This is from Michael. Michael had a bit to say about this. Okay. Aloha, ladies. Hey. So many mixed feelings about this episode. It was at once both fun and super dumb. I get it's the latest, the last season, the creatives are just having fun with the property, but this feels more like a parody of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than an actual episode. The only way I can make it palatable is if I consider it being due to the, to the Deke being an extremely unreliable narrator. Oh, that's that's a very that's good a point good that I point. did not consider because they do frame it with Deke's he's telling, telling the, the story. story to May. So if this story is being told from Deke's point of view, uh, I did not even think of that. I love a good, the dumbness, terrible, unreliable narrator. The dumbness does make a lot more sense then. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Anyway, as a functional adult... <laughs> I think Michael's the only adult in this area right now. Probably. So. As a functional adult, it was very hard for me to get past some unexplained issues. For example, Mac apparently never leaves his home, which begs the question, how can he even have a home? Thank you. Let alone where he gets beer and model cars. I'm, I'm not the only you, one. I'm telling you, Deke's keeping him going. I'm just, I, it's the only explanation. But Deke had to find him. So like, I don't know how that would I'm work. just saying. Uh, no job means no income means no stuff. Or how did a cadre mm-hmm. of homicidal Johnny Fives, wasn't just me, <laughs> get from the computer shop to the lighthouse unnoticed? Or why would weird science dude rebuilding Sybil buy enough parts to build multiple Daleks exterminators? Are we to believe that Sybil snuck out and got the parts? Both Sybil and Phil were saved onto hard drives, which at the time were measured in megabytes and barely into double digits. Anyway, I'm sure you get my drift here. I did not think about the physical limitation of a hard drive. Uh, but Sybil and Phil were on the Chronicom ship, which was not from the current time. But they're being interfaced with current technology. So you think they but, cobbled but, together the but connection. Coulson, Coulson's television had that computer thing set up on the top. thing looked like a DVD player, a VHS yeah. player on the top of it. So his computer hard drive So you was think they right cobbled there. together the connection between the TV but not the hard drive itself? Because you're operating off the black box theory that I'm it was I'm operating off that Coulson had a black box. Okay. And that's what is used, not them plug them into a mainframe. Because as we saw with Zola, it takes many mainframes. True. But you're you're positing that the actual hard drives for each of them is modern technology. Correct. Okay. We've got a whole mix of modern and, and past technology here. Yeah. So you're going to run her supper. Listen, she's on steroids right now, and she loves me. Uh huh. And I'm. You're going to run her supper. Tiny. Uh huh. And how many have you given her? A lot. Okay. If you're fine. going to run her supper, and she won't take her medicine. She will though, because she takes that with cheese. I mean, and you're I right. force it down her gullet. Right. Anyway. And have you made a girl? Oh, you're so cute. 
spoiling that puppy dog just yes, so she'll pay you attention. Yeah, pretty much. I'm a thirsty, thirsty person when it comes it's to dogs. It's your dog. I know. I know. <laughs> That's how I am with all the dogs, though. You know me. I know. Composure. Any hoozle. Anyway, back to Michael's email. <coughs> Don't die. <coughs> Choking on my own spit. It's awesome. Coronavirus! <coughs> it's not the Rona. No. Now, as someone that would have to be about 15 at the time the episode takes place. <coughs> yeah, Michael's just a few years older than me. Okay. Because <coughs> I would have been... 10 or 11. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Now, as someone that would have to be about 15 at the time the episode takes place, they did try to punch a lot of nostalgic buttons. Yes. They also put in a butt ton of references and kind of Easter eggs. <clears throat> For example, Deke's performance outfit is straight Lover Boy. Lover Boy. I tried yes. to say Duran Duran. Love it, it is, it is lover boy. Oh yeah, with the with the yeah. Working for the weekend and the entire final half being a riff on Chopping Mall, aka Killbots. <sighs> wow. As goofy as the episode was, it does mend the Deke slash Mac relationship and helps the Yo Yo Mac relationship. Yeah, the BTS trivia behind the scenes, not to be confused. With. I know, for a minute I was like, what the fuck <clears throat> does this to have to do with the boy band? No, not to be confused with the boy band. The BTS behind the scenes trivia on this episode is fun, though. Jeff Ward was originally supposed to sing Money for Nothing, so he practiced for a month and wasn't told until nearly time to record that it would be Don't You Forget About Me. Jed Whedon played the instruments. The scene where Mac locks Deke out of the house by throwing the ball out the door was improvised. Oh the director God. made up the language that the Chan twins are actually the Yoon twins and they're comic creators in the own right and are friends of a friend. Oh, that's awesome. They're comic. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Oh, that's cute. They're also Koenig stand-ins. Stand yeah. I mean, come when on. When you don't have Koenigs, you find other twins to, you know, be weird with. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he says, as much fun as some of this episode was, I'm ready to go back to more serious tone. Which, yeah. yeah. Cheers and stay marvelous. Mm. Yay. All right, final one. This is from Chris, who is not Seth. Okay. <clears throat> Hi, ladies. Or hey, ladies, actually. Hey. I appreciate that you delayed the podcast so that I can send in my feedback for the episode this time. Not why, but you're welcome. Proud of you. Uh, yes, everything that Lola's doing very well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it was a great episode. I wasn't very positive about the direction this season in my last email, but this episode did most things I complained about right. Okay. Okay. We had one storyline with a fo- with a focus on some of the characters. We had a team, even though it was not our team, in one place. That makes sense. It was quite funny and whimsical at times, and the 80s references were incorporated in the plot, not just random references. Deke and Mac are not my favorite characters of this show, but they could shine in this episode. Not a fan of Mac's beard, however. <laughs> I know. God, it was so bad. <clears throat> I loved how they incorporated the 80s elements with Tella Coulson and Robo Sybil in this episode. The scene with the IT guy bringing flowers to Sybil and the reveal that she is this very 80s robot was pure gold. I honestly thought he would completely rebuild her as an android, but this was so much better. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I understand from the writer's perspective the blue timey-wimey thing was the MacGuffin for this story, but how the fuck did the Zephyr time jump at the end of the last slash beginning of this episode without the Chronicoms doing it? Aren't they supposed to follow the Chronicoms, going to where slash when they're going? Some explaining would be great. I really didn't need the framework story with Deke telling everything to May. That was weird. Did nothing for the plot. Took me out of the story completely each time. Why did they do it? You posited the... Princess Bride theory. Yes. Michael posited the unreliable narrator theory. Um, Either one works for me. Yeah. I think the Deke May dynamic is hilarious. I do too. Um, But yeah, no, I can understand why it would take you out of it. Yeah. I I think, I like the uh, 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 unreliable narrator theory. That just makes everything make sense. It does. And you go... Oh, no, of course. Of course he would tell the story like that. Yes. He would embellish it. It, He would be this great singer with this huge following and this cool band. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, all in all, very good episode. Looking forward to Yo-Yo getting a bit more attention next week and listening to your podcast. Oh, thank you. Cheer. uh, Thanks and cheers. P.S. Random thought while typing this email. Sybil and the Chronicoms would be a great band name. God. You're not wrong. That is all the feedback for this episode. Okay. All right. So anything else before we No. All no, right. I think we've we've killed it. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. <laughs>